millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast. Starring Dave Schilling, Otis Birdsong, Glenn Gondrizic, Joey Devine, Ricky Love, Mark Lensberger, Sean Keane, Special Patreon supporter Alex Noble, Requested Andre Blanche. Musical guest Manhattan Transfer. And now the temporary host of Rambo Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of Roundball Rock. And I am here, as always, with our midweek episode with my permanent co-host, Sean Keen. Sean, how are you? Uh, I'm good. Doing well. Uh, have you watched been a lot of basketball tonight? Doing any auditing? Uh, yeah, I am. I'm. I'm actually auditing the broadcasters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I've just been going through the tape of Game One and recording every moment where Jeff Van Gundy or Mark Jackson seemed like they had lost the will to live. Oh, how how'd that go tonight? Uh, it was dark. It was it was weird looking at. Two men who were neither of them. Crap. Neither of them were there tonight. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I was reviewing the tape from Game One. Oh, okay, tonight. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I. That was the one beacon of hope I had going into Warriors Rockets. It was like at least Van Gundy is not announcing it. Yeah, but we did get Reggie Miller. Yeah, he was, uh, as always, a little bit all over the place. I would say. Um. Yeah, he was very all over the place, I would say. Um, But we aren't here to talk about that yet. We're getting ahead of ourselves. First things first, uh, we like to hear from our listeners. And you can do that 
at roundrockpod on Twitter or at roundrockpod at gmail.com. You can also call us on the phone at a number that is in the description of this podcast. I do not feel like saying it. Um, (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Also, um, as you may have heard, we have a Patreon. If you like the show and you feel like giving us money, uh, you can do that at uh, patreon.com slash roundrockpod. Uh, We also have an album you can purchase at uh, roundballrock.bandcamp.com. That's Slammed Up Season 1. I assume Slammed Up Season 2 will happen eventually. Um, Am I forgetting? Oh, but if you can't afford to give us money at patreon.com slash roundrockpod, please, you can still help us out by giving us five-star reviews on iTunes, downloading Mm -hmm. the show, telling your friends, uh, tweeting about the show, um, downloading it some more, um, and more importantly, giving us five stars on iTunes, which, mm-hmm. again, for some reason, is the only thing they allow you to give on iTunes. It's very. I mean, I guess system. I guess it's because they're a monopoly, right? Well, it's like yeah. um the millennial thing, right, where everybody gets a trophy. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Give us a participation trophy on iTunes. <laughs> on iTunes, yeah. Uh, also, check out Chartable.com. See how we're ranking in all the different <laughs> countries. It is America's most reliable website. Last I checked, we were number eighty-eight in Senegal. Still, uh, Senegal leading the pack. Not gonna play the yeah. drop though. Thank um, you once again, uh, listeners in Senegal. There's too much to do. Um, but before we get to reader mail, I would just like to say, Sean, we have a sponsor for the first time ever. Whoa, uh, uh, that's great. Yeah, it's uh, it's Bowl and Branch Sheets. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. I think uh, that's how you say it, right? Yeah, they sent up so many presidents have slept on these sheets, um, but they sent us a, an ad read. Uh, I checked it. It was fine, I guess, but... Um, Look, we're in it for the money. So uh, here's that ad read right now. Let's take a break to talk about Heinz mayonnaise. Transforms ordinary foods into an unforgettably creamy experience. You might forget your coworkers' names or what happened three seasons ago on that show that everyone's talking about. But you'll never forget a delicious potato salad made with creamy Heinz mayo. Foods made with Heinz mayonnaise won't just be the unforgettably creamy highlight of your week. They may well be the highlight of your 20s, 30s, 40s, or whatever you are. Slather it onto a mouth-watering turkey club incorporated into your tuna salad. Mix it into a luscious garlic aioli. Layer it onto a thick cheddar cheeseburger. It's making me hungry. Um, I don't think that was the right ad read, Sean. <laughs> I don't think that's bowl and branch, Joey. Um, weird. Uh, well, they sent us a couple more, so hopefully those also... Um. Yeah, 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 are, yeah. Not they're that. Great, they're I good hope sheets. they're not that. They're good sheets. Presidents have slept on them, or whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they say on Dunked On. Um, should we get to reader mail? <laughs> let's get. I guess let's get to reader mail. All right. This is Round Ball Rock Reader Mail. Communications from listeners. Why do we call it reader mail? It is confusing for robots. Reader Silky Johnson, at, sorry, at Silky Johnson 23. First off, follow him on Twitter. He's the only one 
that consistently does round ball rock themed photoshops. Mm-hmm. Uh, he made a gif of me, which uh, really <laughs> touched my heart one time. And actually, and actually, will soon be illegal if the uh, deep fake legislation makes <laughs> California Assembly. Uh, but he contacted us tonight after I assume seeing one of the five commercials for the sequel to last year's Dead Dog movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, starring Dennis Quaid. I don't even know what it's called. Is it called A Dog's Journey? Uh, yes. It's, wait, it's, what a, is it? it's a sequel a to dog's A Dog's Journey. Purpose. A Dog's Purpose is the first movie. <laughs> I think it's called A Dog's Journey. No, it is. A Dog's Purpose is the first movie. Yeah. Um, And it, 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 as far as I can tell... It was derailed because of animal abuse charges. Yeah, I believe actual dogs were murdered while making it or whatever. It was a, uh, it was a real Milo and Otis situation, I believe. Anyway, uh, it looks somehow like the a movie where about a bunch of dead dogs somehow looks like the least uh, troubling Dennis Quaid movie coming out this month. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one is of course uh, is of course the one where he plays a what I assume is a racist homeowner that's what Um, it seems like (laughs) like he's like hider he's like the hider in the house Uh for the MAGA era yeah it's very very troubling what's happened to Dennis Quaid I'll tell you that much but it did lead to an amazing reader question from our friend at Silky Johnson where he said Uh quote There's a movie called, let's call it, An NBA Player's Journey. The premise is a person dies and is then reincarnated until achieving their quote-unquote final form as a Mm. player. Who's starring and what are their past lives? Ooh, this is good. Uh, Joey, do you know who voices the dog in uh, the dog's journey slash purpose Let me see if I can guess this. Owen Wilson is too famous. But it's going to be somebody folksy like that. Is it... Is it our man John Krasinski? It is not John Krasinski. I feel like you're kind of in the right ballpark, but you need to think far more theatrical. Mm. And uh, does a lot of voice work. Lin-Manuel Miranda. Oh my god, that would have been <laughs> incredible. Uh, no, but you're definitely in the correct ballpark here. <laughs> uh, that guy from the newsroom who played Jesus in the Green Day musical. <laughs> uh, okay, you're getting a little colder. <laughs> uh, I don't know, Sean. What is it? Who is it's it? Josh Gad. It's oh, Josh Gad. <laughs> I should know that because for those of you that don't know, if you play Apex Legends on Xbox One, uh, I've been playing it a lot, but I got, I played it too much and am not good enough for the, uh, the games they were putting me in. So I created a new Xbox one name just to play worse people at the game. And you know what that Xbox one name is, Sean? Uh, what was it? It's the real Josh Gad. <laughs> <laughs> so these noobs just think that Josh Gad is just their kick in their exactly, ass. Exactly. Yeah. Unapologetically. <laughs> um, but 
back to Silky Johnson's question. Sean. Yes, yes. Who is starring in the reincarnating NBA movie? Hmm. Okay, so I think we have to go with an actor, right? <laughs> no, I think it's an NBA player. Oh, he's saying like an NBA player is in each of these roles. I mean... Yeah, what NBA that... player is uh, just keeps <laughs> keeps living the same life until they finally reach enlightenment, basically? What I'm inclined... Like, at first it was like, oh, Vince Carter. Like, he's he's been a phenom. He's been an all-star. He's been a role player. He built a house for Deontay Davis. But I actually think it's Joe Johnson. Mm-hmm. Why is and that? Because I kind of feel like what he found enlightenment in is never truly having to be in charge. Like, like hit what he what he learned to graduate was just like you just love fishing in the off season. <laughs> what if you just retired? You're rich, and that was his enlightenment. Was just you know not going back to the NBA after that. Was his last year in Utah? Did he play after that? Was he in? He was Houston? in the Rock. He was in Houston last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that that was enough. Where he was like, you know what? I love playing on playoff teams to get bounced out of the playoffs pretty early. But what if I just bounced myself out of the NBA right now? And that was his enlightenment. But also, he'd been reincarnated as like the young guy on a team, you know, the the ball handler, superstar on a bad team, role player on a good team, post player. Anyway, I, I can see Joe Johnson. Uh, I think there's only one correct answer to this, and the correct answer is Luol Deng. Uh, oh. He was a young star who w- literally died with the Chicago <laughs> Bulls, then went to purgatory in Los Angeles, only to come out the other side and again play for Tom Thibodeau <laughs> as uh-huh. a crafty right. veteran <laughs> with Taj Gibson, who is also dead. Well, and yeah, I mean, that would also work out because if, you, if we want to be true to the spirit of the, the, the purpose slash journey verse, uh, the participants do need to be abused and like really <laughs> injured. So that's what happened with Luol Deng. So that that seems like it works pretty well. Um, Great, great Could question. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. I was just imagining Josh Gad voicing Luol oh, Deng. I, I didn't like it. Do you want to build a... Spinal tap man. Um, <laughs> should we go to the news, Sean? Yeah, let's go. Well, first off, before we go to the news, thank you, Silky Johnson, for the question. Once again, if you want to ask us questions, just add us on Twitter at roundrockpod or uh, at gmail.com at roundrockpod. Um, let's go to the news. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. Uh, Short news today, Sean. Uh, Mm. Greg Popovich signed a three-year extension. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, In my estimation, this is the worst move the Spurs have ever made to lock in that choker. I'm on Team Duncan, Nate Duncan (laughs) here. You're trash in the playoffs, Coach Popovich. Oh, and he had to steal Mike Malone's thunder. Like, oh, they won a game in the first round, and suddenly it's like, oh, look at me. Coach Pop, stealing the headlines. <laughs> uh, 
The one thing I do think about this is it is very similar to the last Tim Duncan contract where they gave him a bunch of money and included years that he is probably not going to work as right. like a He's bonus. I think. Retire next year, right? Or after the Olympics? Yeah, I mean, probably, but also maybe he I wouldn't be surprised if he would prefer to keep coaching basketball, though. I wonder about that. I mean, no, he has enough of a he has enough of an outer life. He is going to quit next year. Yeah, I think so too. Um, well, good luck uh, signing that super mediocre regular season coach, San Antonio. Uh, yeah, enjoy enjoy a visit to the second round next year, <laughs> and that's it. Um, all right, let's talk about the playoffs. It's the NBA playoffs. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? Basketball for humans. We're gonna be championship. Data for robots. Both teams play hard, my man. Both teams played hard. Hey, Sean. Mm-hmm. It was a good day. You know why? Because the uh, Boston Celtics didn't fucking win. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Do you do you kind of feel like you were more, at least morally and spiritually invested in that game than the Warriors Rockets game that happened afterwards? Uh, no, I was. I'm not. I'm yeah. I'm much more invested in the Warriors game. Unfortunately, it makes me feel like a bad person that I am too. Mm-hmm. I will say, I think the series I'm actually most invested in, though, is. Uh, Thunder Nuggets because it feels like uh, two completely pure teams just playing basketball unlike all these other weird series yeah yeah yeah. Blazers Nuggets is just like it it's a lot of guys I like and would generally root for them over other teams Mm -hmm. and uh, they have one veteran they have one guy over 30 Paul Millsap on both teams so yeah yeah. Um, but Unfortunately, we're not supposed to talk about that game yet. Uh, let's talk about the the dreaded Boston Celtics. Um, yeah, yeah, that that dominated the second half of Game One, threatening to ruin America's good time by knocking <laughs> uh, Giannis and the the life affirming Bucks out of the playoffs in favor of uh, just Terry Rozier. Uh, Aaron Baines, Gordon Hayward, just so do you want to just making you feel we- weird about yourself? Do you want to summarize tonight's game in two sentences? Oh, do you want me to? Yeah, yeah. Summar- um, yeah. The Kyrie really sucked. Mm-hmm. Period. Um, and Jason Tatum also not good. He was bad. <laughs> uh, and Chris Middleton hit a ton of threes, which punished Boston for playing the way they did in game one. Uh, Okay, so you mentioned a couple of people. You mentioned Chris Middleton. Yes. You mentioned Giannis. Yeah. Uh, You didn't mention Coach Bud, but Coach Bud, Brad Stevens. Um, Were any of those players, Kyrie Irving, Uh Gordon Hayward, uh, Eric Bledsoe, were any of those players mic'd up in tonight's game? No, they they weren't. Oh, Joey. weird. Who was mic'd up tonight, Sean? Uh, Pat Connaughton, 
the uh, Milwaukee Bucks' eighth man. Oh. Now, look, he did play a surprising number of minutes tonight. He was fucking awesome tonight. <laughs> I mean, he only had five points, but he had 11 rebounds somehow. Well, didn't he play a ton of, like, an un... <laughs> A very unexpected amount of minutes. I gotta look. I mean, at the he box. played a lot in game one too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Pat Connaughton tonight played thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. He played more minutes than anyone but Giannis and Middleton. <laughs> Giannis played one more minute than Pat Connaughton tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought George Hill was really good in the game too. Second game in a row where George Hill has been much better than Eric Bledsoe. I thought. Um, I thought Bledsoe was pretty good too. I mean, he was good, but George Hill is like it in this series has just been like, oh yeah, George Hill's pretty good. He's not that yeah, yeah. weird, shitty LeBron guy. <laughs> yeah, no, he's like super. He's super solid. He picks his spots. He's a pretty good three point shooter. Just like I think, I think it's really good to have George Hill on this team too. That has a lot of. Um, you know, like pretty talented young guys mm-hmm. who just have never really been in the playoffs before. Yeah, and he and can I tell them about missing those free throws in the right. J.R. Smith timeout game. He's like, and the best thing was, no one even remembers I missed those free throws. <laughs> J.R. Smith fucked it up that bad. People who do this kind of thing in Cleveland are remembered for decades, and George Hill just like dusted his hands off and walked away from that one. <laughs> Um, so Kyrie had some quotes. Would you like me to read them? Oh, please. So here he is after the game. There's There's no no extra extra burden. burden. This This is is what what I signed up for. This This is is what what Boston Boston traded traded for me for. Being able to go back, get back in the trenches, get ready for another battle on Friday. That's what you live for. Basketball is fun. When it comes comes like like this, this, and you you have to respond. And this this is the type of basketball basketball you want to be playing playing this time of year. Like Like I said said the other night, some some shots shots are going going to go in, some shots shots aren't. aren't. I tried to get to my spots, but they were really sending three over every single place I went on the court. That is a sign of respect. Uh, can I tell you what he shot tonight? Yeah, please, please. Uh, he went four for eighteen, and he only that's... scored nine points. <laughs> wow, that's what they um, signed. That's what they traded him for. That is what they they traded for him for. Yeah. <laughs> Not an awkward quote at all, Kyrie. It's fine. Um, uh, <laughs> so that's like I, I love when when people say things like, "Ah, oh, this is just the kind of basketball you want to be playing this time of year," and it's like. Yeah, because there's no other kind of basketball this time of year. Like, either either he's like, it's what you want to be playing this time of year, just like a super shitty game of basketball. <laughs> you like miss all your shots, just get blown out of the gym, get embarrassed by Pat Connaughton. <laughs> the kind of basketball you want to be playing this kind of year, this time of year. Here's a question I have for you. Um, uh-huh. Why does Chris Middleton? become like uh ray allen when he played for the sonics against the milwaukee uh, i mean against the boston celtics yeah um 
Middleton hit some open threes in this game, and then he hit some threes that uh, he did not even seem particularly free for. Because he did this last year, too. He's like yeah. the whole reason that it, that this series went seven games. You know, the thing is, I, I there there are some people in the basketball pod verse talking about what a mistake it would be to max out Chris Middleton. And to Nate Duncan, I say, um, he's like a, he's a great guy to have in the playoffs. Like th- this is like an invaluable guy on the Bucks, a guy who can play a ton of minutes, hit threes, and uh, defend really well. But and he's, he's like twenty nine, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just seems like like this is like a no brainer, and a dude who's always good in the playoffs. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, he had 28 points tonight. And he yeah, he's 27. So you've got to sign him. You'll have him until uh he's about to turn 32. Oh no. <laughs> Imagine being locked into Chris Middleton's next four seasons. What a nightmare. <laughs> a guy who is uh good at defense and shoots threes. Um those neither yeah. of those things age well. You're right. Um So Boston, Sean. Minus one and a half for game three. How do you feel about that? Um, Explain gambling to our listeners who don't gamble. Yeah, yeah. So uh, apparently, the you have to if you're betting on the Celtics, you need to. Uh, your choices are that the Celtics will win by two points or more, mm-hmm. and then the other side of that is that the the Bucks will either win or only lose by one, mm-hmm. and. Part of that is that a lot of people will bet uh, something that is called the zigzag, where you just expect anyone that did well in one game. You're just your your default is that teams who played bad will play better. Teams mm-hmm. who played really well will play worse. Um, I feel like what the Bucks did tonight was fairly repeatable. Mm-hmm. I imagine and- Giannis is going to have a better game. At some one of these points too, because he was good tonight, but not like Giannis, you know. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, he was getting a lot more foul calls. It seemed like, but also it seemed like he was getting fouled when that happened. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It wasn't like it wasn't like a landing area foul. Not again. I'm not taking sides on that one either, but. Uh, no, it was just like him being near the basket and Aaron Baines hitting him. You know, that happened a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think they, I think they, they may have accidentally fallen into something by starting Miritich, but it's really good. Um, I still kind of think Brook Lopez probably should be playing less in this yeah, series. Um, but they'll probably feel better about that. I don't. Malcolm Brogdon is not coming back this series, right? Uh, I heard there's rumors he might be back by game three or four. Yeah, and I guess they played Connaughton a lot for that same reason. Um, yeah, it seemed like they were either playing Brook Lopez at center. They should just they should just play Giannis at center for like twenty five or thirty minutes. Really? Um, okay, we're talking about what happened in the sorry. game way too much. <laughs> That's idiotic. I'm I'm so sorry. Uh, how do you feel about your pick, Sean? You said Celtics in seven. I feel more confident in Milwaukee now, mm-hmm. but uh, I also wouldn't be surprised if they 
screwed up a little bit. Hey, Sean, ask me about my pick now. Uh, how do you feel about Bucks and Five? Pretty damn good, baby. <laughs> that would be that would be awesome if you nail that joke. Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about uh, the ickiest series, uh-huh. which is unfortunately also the team we root for. Somehow I feel like this series got me tooed, and no one really <laughs> did anything exactly, but it, it just makes me feel so uncomfortable and just be like, oh, I can't believe I enjoyed this last year. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Rockets Warriors played tonight. Um <sighs> Do you want to explain the turn of events that's happened since our last episode coming into tonight, Sean? So we knew basically right before we recorded our previous podcast that uh, the Rockets had put out some kind of referee audit from the previous year of the playoffs. Uh, Since that came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, people were tweeting in support of it, including uh, Jacob Wall's father. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a lawyer. <laughs> um, and so let's uh, ex- Ted Cruz. Let's explain real quick what these uh, this audit was. Um, the Houston Rockets went back and looked at Game 7 mm-hmm. of last year's uh, <laughs> finals, Western Conference Finals, and uh, decided they should have won it. Yes. And then release that into the world after game one. And so they, the way they, they lost, decided yeah. they should have won it is they looked at the um, the league's referee reports and mm-hmm. then added up points for each side based on whether the NBA decided there could have been a call and decided that there should have been a call. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Which that is not how sports work. Well, also not even how those reports work. Right. Even if you were like going step by step, if they're like it's indecisive, that's that is the ruling. That isn't. Yeah, it's in the the inconclusive. It means there may have been a foul, but we don't know. Um, so now, but, normally, my default would be to default to don't call reality the, the yeah. thing that actually happened. But that that is not what they did. They're a no. progressive organization. Including there are points when they decided um, when Eric Gordon dribbled the ball off Steph Curry's foot, mm-hmm. uh, the league was like, I don't know, maybe he dribbled it off his foot, but maybe this was a kick. The Rockets were like, kicked ball. The Rockets didn't get points there. Minus two Golden State Warriors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> during the regular season, the Rockets averaged 1.32 points per possession. So that call means plus 1.32 for the Rockets. And then, yeah, the best one was there was a play where uh, they didn't call a foul when someone... When James Harden fouled Kevon Kev Kev Looney on an offensive Kev rebound. Well, and, and it wasn't even a foul. The, it wasn't like they missed the call here. This was a foul. It was like, oh, maybe, again, it was another. Oh, yeah. it, James like, Harden uh, might have fouled Kevon Looney yeah. here. Yeah. And Kevon Looney, instead of it getting called, kicked the ball out to uh, <laughs> to Kevin Durant, who hit a three. And the Rockets were like, uh-uh-uh, subtract that three points and then add the .6 points Kevon Looney gets at free uh, at the free throw line. Yeah, yeah. Insane. It is. It's, it's, 
It's also just not what those reports are designed to do. Those reports are like, it's like a performance review. For the referees, yes. But if someone was like, each of the things we mentioned on this performance performance report is potentially a felony. Uh-huh. <laughs> it should be, should be given that much weight. Um, um, it's so a they, completely insane thing to do. Okay, so then, so apparently they did this last season. Uh-huh. And at one point, instead of sending it to the league office, uh, they sat down with some guy and just told it to him. Uh, yeah, which they, also they seems weird. The league a couple times. Um, and then uh, they have that game one blow up where, you know, um, where again, Clay Thompson did foul James Harden a couple of times on three pointers, but. Um, also, I think uh, a lot of Warriors were getting fouled on three-pointers, too, that, that didn't get called. But anyway. So what's, um, the, what's the way you normally respond to something like that? Who, me? Coach, like, makes some comments in a Yeah, yeah, you, a coach gets fined. Yeah, yeah, coach maybe you, takes maybe the fine. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you make a film, maybe you make a tape of all those offenses and you send no, it to the league office. But what Daryl Morey decided, well, let's be uh, honest, maybe not Daryl Morey. <laughs> yeah, 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 an unnamed source. What an unnamed I, uh, source decided to do was leak this entire report uh, to uh, reporters 20 minutes after the game ended. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, did he, and he may or may not have attached some mp3s from the musical company um so sean how did the league react to this um even just before we go to the game just what did they announce this morning because of this very clearly uh, that Scott Foster was going to be officiating yes. the game <laughs> <laughs> the rockets number one mortal enemy Scott uh-huh. Foster. <laughs> yes. A guy, and, a and, bunch of Rockets, both uh, Chris Paul, uh, James Harden, and Mike D'Antoni, I believe, all got fouled like thousands of dollars for calling out by name after a game this year. Yeah, after this is the problem with getting too crazy after a regular season game uh, <laughs> about the refs. Is that there was there were like almost tearful press conferences from the Rockets that are just like, I guess this Scott Foster just doesn't want to give us a fair shake, and but not it, it almost felt like they didn't realize that so many franchises think that Scott Foster is out to get them. The mm-hmm. Warriors, including being, the Warriors, it, it, absolutely being one of them, um, but also he's like Tim Donaghy's best friend and. It feels like a situation where maybe the NBA and Foster both have a bunch of dirt on each other. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're just like locked into this this thing where we're like, well, we gotta we gotta keep him here so we can keep an eye on him. And we've uh-huh. gotta play we've gotta have him ref a finals game every yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Um and so and so, so him coming in, I feel like that was a like a shot across the bow, right? One hundred to the Rockets. <laughs> It was like, shut your mouth. <laughs> uh, but then, so actually, in our sl- in our uh, amazing Discord chat, which is always popping off, um, which again, sure. you can get into for only three bucks a month at mm-hmm. patreon.com slash roundballrock. 
Uh, we had a great, li- a bunch of great listener jokes going into tonight's game. Would you like to read those? I would. I would. Um, our our listener Copernic was on fire. He mm-hmm. he uh, had so many good ones. We didn't even write them all down. They're not. This is not. This is an incomplete listing. But he did suggest that it might be the first NBA game to go in front of the Supreme Court, uh-huh. which I do kind of feel like because. Look, it, it wouldn't be unprecedented. There was that class action suit from those Saints fans against the <laughs> NFL who, like, wanted them to make everyone go back and play the fight. I don't know what they wanted in that lawsuit, <laughs> so I could see that. Uh, he said it's called a basketball court for a reason. Uh-huh. I can't argue with that logic. Uh, he also said that don't tell Maury that the gold fringe on the championship banners means it is technically an admiralty court, which... <laughs> I do think maritime law should maybe govern the NBA. I agree. That might make things a lot simpler. Uh, And then our most muscular listener, Mm. Patrick Cosmos, said... beyond belief. Yes, his muscles are so big. uh, Said, Maury is a modern-day Martin Luther, and he nailed his 95 theses to the door of the NBA with that memo. Good work, guys. Uh, I've just got to say... The Discord chat is popping off. It's lit, fam. You got to get in there. Um, <laughs> yeah, so ben, then, Big Corbs joined the Discord. Yeah, Big Corbs is in there. Um, so then all of this was going in leading to what everyone assumed was going to be ref apocalypse, right? Oh, it, it sounded like it would be horrible because people would feel like they were owed calls mm-hmm. and... People talked about landing areas so much. I I honestly don't remember a controversial three-point shot in the entire game. Well, uh, of course, only one player acted like a dick to the refs. <laughs> and that player's name? Was it Chris Paul? It was Chris Paul. Yeah, uh, that's weird. Who would have thought? <laughs> James Harden got fouled on a three-pointer, and he like made a sarcastic cheering gesture towards the refs for a very long time um yeah it was um now do you do you think it would have been different had steph curry not like dislocated his finger and then james harden been blinded no i don't because like i i think these players read social media i mean i know they do obviously and I think they were all kind of embarrassed how everyone was complaining at how much they were whining at the refs. And I think I think I think you're totally right. And about exhibit that. A of this to me was when Draymond Green got a technical and then didn't keep talking to the refs after. He just walked mm-hmm. away. Yeah, His technical was, the- was for uh like wrestling with Nene too. So yeah. not for yelling at a ref. I think it might get rescinded. Having after watching the replay, it was kind of like the thing that is uh, a little bit frustrating about that that playoff technical role. Look, you shouldn't get seven technicals. It's ridiculous. Uh Uh, But at the same time, sometimes refs will just call double technicals to just cool people off. Mm -hmm. And they're kind of not exactly real technicals. Right. Anyway, uh. But anyway, we should talk about this actual game. Um, yeah. I don't know. It was kind of boring. It was like a rote Warriors win. 
the Rockets seemed like they kind of came in expecting to lose. Like the Scott Foster news had like um kind of mortally wounded them in a way, and it didn't ever feel to me, even though they did get close at points. Mm-hmm. It never really felt to me like they were playing very hard. It felt like a game more where the Warriors kept failing to put them away. Yes. But it rarely felt like a, like it was that much. The Warriors were always like just enough ahead that it wasn't that worrisome. Yeah. And just like with Chris Paul didn't look very good. Chris Paul was terrible, I thought. And with the exception of like uh, some exciting like old – old style warriors passing in like a one and a half minute stretch in the fourth quarter. It was, everything uh-huh. was kind of boring in this game. I felt like, I mean, it was a good game, but it wasn't like, it wasn't the like cringe fest. I was expecting it to be, or like a very exciting game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, James and Harden think- got blinded. That's the big <laughs> story. Uh, mm-hmm. And look, <laughs> What was very funny, I think, is, uh, Sean, you and I were talking during this uh-huh. game, and when James Harden initially went down, uh, I was like, he's faking, shut mm-hmm. up, he's yeah. faking, and you were like, no, I think he's really hurt, and then at some point in mid-game, that flipped. Yeah, I was like, just, <laughs> I was like, like oh, no, I his eye was bleeding, like, he's really he's... hurt, <laughs> and I was just like, he doesn't even remember which one got hit the worst. <laughs> Just like blinking. And the problem is, I think it would have been different if there wasn't the referee audit before that. <laughs> I think people would have been more sympathetic and people were still just like, oh, he's all oh, they're trying to manipulate the refs again. Because right after it happened, he was kind of flopping from mm-hmm. after missing a floater. And that is partially why like i don't i really don't think draymond hit him on purpose there no not at all it was in it was incredibly incidental yeah but also harden was like making himself fall down which made him go in that direction Uh, but look i don't want anyone to get blinded all right sean Uh, how do you feel about your pick you picked warriors in six uh, I feel good about that. I yeah, I I was a little worried after game one, but but just basically like going up to nothing. Um, I just I just don't think the Rockets will be able to beat them in four out of six games. Um, I said Warriors in seven, and I still think it's going to be Warriors in seven. I think the Rockets are going to pick up both of their games at home, uh, and then you know another game. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, but you don't think the Warriors are going to have a killer instinct when they, they have a large lead on an opponent in 2019? No, I really don't. Um, but we should – it's time for another ad read. Um, this one is not from Ball and Branch. This is, of course, from uh, uh, Sunbasket. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, the meal, meal plan delivery service. Um, let's go ahead and um, play that right now. Mm-hmm. Spread it onto a BLT, whatever you want to do. Hours later, you'll be telling everyone within earshot just how good it was. You know what I like to do with Heinz mayonnaise, Kyle? Put a little Dijon mustard with it. Mm-hmm. Mix it together. A little roast beef and cheddar. Oh. 
on a lettuce wrap. Nice. I like when the Heinz mayonnaise mixes with the Dijon mustard. Um, Sean, I don't think that was a Sun Basket ad read. Um, I think that was more of that other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't understand what it happened makes me. Here. It makes me pretty uncomfortable. Do we have to give the money back? Um, no, I don't. I mean, I don't ever want to talk to those people again. I think. <laughs> um, but I so guess... I guess I would give the money back in order to <laughs> make that happen. But. Um. All right. Let's go to. Uh last night's games uh so the sixers beat toronto in game two it was uh the joe lmb diarrhea game yes yeah it really was <laughs> there was uh, really yeah he, he had diarrhea and so greg monroe played <laughs> 12 minutes uh it was a very jimmy butler game which means no one was looking in their rearview mirrors uh-huh. Um, they were all getting up at four thirty a between four thirty and five thirty a.m. to eat a snack. Um, <laughs> it's amazing that Jimmy's been able to stay up late enough to play in these games. To be honest, um, my first question, though, Sean. Is uh, uh-huh. what does Drake need to do to adjust as Toronto's pretend coach? Because you know, it's, it's not working. <laughs> yeah, it's not. He, I think he was a little too restrained when the game started today. Um, he was also wearing kind of a silly sweatshirt. I would say. I think Drake needs to get thrown out in one of these games to really, yeah, like go full Buffett, dude. Um, that would be those, incredible. For to those of you that don't up. know Jimmy Buffett. Uh, once got thrown out of a Miami Heat game. Yeah. Um, I think Drake needs to get kicked is, out. Yeah. yeah. Make make a scene. It won't cost the team a technical. Right. Yeah. Also, Anthony Kiedis got kicked out of a game earlier this year, mm-hmm. if you remember correctly. Yeah, uh, yeah he get, did. Get on it, Drake. Get kicked out of a game. Just full half-court screaming at the refs. Yeah. yeah Just, you're already standing on the court. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that way he won't accidentally injure a player when he's wandering onto the actual playing surface of the game. That while will it's really light a fire under Norman Powell's ass. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I, specifically Norman Powell. I will say a weird thing about this series is uh, the Raptors on paper are much, much deeper than the Sixers, right? Yeah, it seems like that. And yeah. yet their bench keeps getting their asses kicked. Mm-hmm. It really well, feels I... like the only non... It feels like there's a lot of people really raptoring it up. Ex- mm-hmm. and, and Kawhi and Pascal Siakam are just like, we're not raptors. Yeah, we're we're <laughs> just here for a little while. Um. <laughs> Even though Siakam is a raptor. He was on that uh-huh. team last year. But there's just something very unraptory about him. Well, um, where I Kyle Lowry is like falling down and throwing the ball out of bounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not good stuff at all. Serge uh, Ibaka was like a minus seventeen yesterday. Well, I actually have a little theory about what had happened because you're right. A lot of people were rapturing it up, but I think that it's possible that by being waved by. Toronto this year 
uh, Greg Monroe is experiencing like a boomerang raptoring <laughs> where he's like competent. He's he's better in the playoffs somehow. He's like not really embarrassing himself. And yeah, I think I think that's what it might be. The uh, the karma there. All right. So James Ennis had a good game. Uh-huh. My question, can you continue to rely on James Ennis? Uh, I no. The answer is no. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, I'd just be like, ah, uh, I still think you kind of have to play him twenty minutes. Um, but I do, I do think it, I thought Brett Brown did a good job of, um, like, like getting guys rest. Like it was kind of amazing that Embiid was able to play thirty-two minutes, and I think he was just using timeouts for rest and not to yell at people or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he he also played Amir Johnson, and it wasn't that bad. Do you think Joel Embiid is going to have the shits the rest of the playoffs? Well, I mean, basketball players are very superstitious, as you know, Joey. <laughs> and uh, you know, if you have gastroenteritis when you're when you win, your 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 teammates are counting on you to keep shitting your pants mm-hmm. until until the streak ends. <laughs> That's true. That's why uh, they call it a streak, actually. He's like the Willis Reed of poop. Um, yeah, yeah, remember that time? <laughs> Willis Reed went out to center court. Okay, I'm not going to keep going. Um, how do you feel about your pick here? You had Raptors in six. I had Raptors in five. Uh, I, yeah, I feel pretty good about that. Like, I still kind of think Kawhi's better than everybody, but... Um, the the Raptors bench the Raptors bench I think will play better at home is the main thing. Um, I would feel I would feel worse about them. Oh, I, I'm, I'm sorry, they were at home. What yeah, am I yeah. saying? Uh, I still I don't know. I'm I'm a little more worried because uh, of how Philly was able to slow down Toronto offensively. Look. Here's how you solve this, Toronto. You know who's not a Raptor? Yeah. Jeremy fucking Lin. Play him instead of Fred Van Vliet. He's out there Mm. raptoring it up. Just let... Look, when TJ McConnell comes in, just put in Jeremy Lin and let the boy cook. Uh (laughs) I mean, like, like, honestly, there's not... I don't know why you wouldn't play Jeremy Lin because he's not going to be a defensive liability because, like, who are you going to switch him on? <laughs> he can run after Redick if you want. But, like, like you want to you give the ball to Ben Simmons and have him post up Jeremy Lin? Like, great. <laughs> go go ahead. Um, sanity. Who you got in game three, baby? Uh... I think it's going to be Toronto. I think they're going to bounce back. Yeah, I think so too. All right, now let's talk about the the, the best series. Uh, yes. Denver took game one in Portland. It was a great game. It was the Mason Plumley revenge game. Mason Plumley was so really good. He was really good in this game. It was shocking to me. I mean, he Jokic and Murray and Millsap, I mean, it's not Marine. Jokic and Millsap were destroying the front court, but that's, like, expected. But when uh, Mason Plumley comes in and gets five steals... 
it just felt so crazy that um I mean I guess the minutes worked out that well, but but Plumley played twenty four minutes and Jokic played forty one minutes. So like that's that's like eighteen minutes with a giant power forward playing for Denver, and it really worked for them. I I'm shocked that he played that much. Yeah. Um but it makes sense because, like, Portland's playing, like, Aminu and Harkless, and it's like, yeah, why not just get this guy to jump over him, con- them constantly? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, yeah. like, look, well, and the mismatch not, is tough on them. Yeah, like, it's not like those guys can really shoot threes that well, so it's not, I mean, they're pretty good, but it's not like he really has to run out there all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, this game was so fun, though. Uh, yeah, it was great. Dame had 39, Jokic had 37, uh, Cantor had 26 with his bad shoulder. Rodney Hood somehow had 17 points. Mm-hmm. Um, m- one more point than CJ McCollum. Uh, I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say uh, he should he should maybe score more points than Rodney Hood. He that that is an indictment of CJ McConnell. I don't think there's any other way to look at that. <laughs> um. Denver's bench shot 10 of 23. Really good. Just good stuff all around. Um, Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, Mason Plumlee, revenge on his old team. Will Barton, revenge on his old team. No, no, Sean. I mean, he he wasn't that good, though. No, no, no. But he He shot a lot. It wasn't really a revenge game. He just um, wasn't really shitty like he was in the San Antonio series. I mean, no one looked shitty because... Um, I think both of these teams felt so much more free. You know okay. what I mean? Based on how the teams they were they were playing last game played. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it's not even playing against them. It's just like you look over there and you're like, oh, God, I'm looking at LaMarcus Aldridge's eyes. Like, there's <laughs> just nothing there. And you feel the same way with like, oh, Steven Adams, you're not even allowed to get rebounds. You're like... <laughs> A dog that gets tied to a tree in the backyard while your owner works a ten-hour day. Um. Okay, Sean, you have Portland in six. I had Denver in seven. Yeah. What do you think? How are you feeling? I like Denver more. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm leaning towards Denver in seven now. Okay. Um. But I think Portland's going to be really good at home. I would like to see this game, this series, just go the rest of the way. Like, can we just name whoever wins Rockets, Warriors, uh, or Bucks, Celtics, the champion? Like, have them play rock, paper, scissors, or whatever, uh-huh. and then just play, like, just play like, a best of 17. Yeah. <laughs> like, we'll just have, we'll put the jerseys on the other guys. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, Dame, the, like, Portland can play as the Warriors and the other, and, uh, Denver can play as the Bucks, you know what I mean? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and there that's you go. your yeah, finals. Yeah. And it's like, and the title still counts for the other team, but like, it's spread it around a little bit, you know? Yeah, it's just this is so much better than like as a person who loves basketball more than uh-huh. I love rooting for the team I root for. I would just so much rather root for more of these games. So fun. Yeah, I, I gotta say too, um, Steph Curry has been distracted about the publicity tour he's 
been uh, missing for uh, the new movie that's coming out. So, um, and of course, his miniature golf show for ABC. Holy moly! Oh god! Uh, so he he'd rather just get on the promo tour for that and leave this basketball behind for now. Um, should we do our last ad read? Let's do our last ad read. All right. Um, <laughs> this is, of course, for the venerable stamps.com. Um, the first podcast, they, they were the, they were the first podcast sponsor. Yeah. Ironically sponsoring new media with the, the ultimate in old media. <laughs> yeah. Um, so put the, put a lot of post offices out of business. That caused a lot of, <laughs> a lot of jobs. One way. Uh, so here it is. Fingers crossed. It's the stamps.com ad they sent us. Um, here we go. Leave the boring old blah mayo on the shelf where it belongs. Try something new. Try unforgettably creamy Heinz mayonnaise. And the new Heinz mashups. Mayo chip, mayo Q, mayo must, and cranch. Holy mackerel. Check it out, Heinz Ben. Oh my fucking god, dude! <laughs> Oof. Why? Why would they even? You would think cranch. Paying us. He said cranch. Ugh. What is cranch? I don't like it. <laughs> it seems terrible. You know, Sean, I'm sending the money. We're going ad free from now on until we get right. real ads. Uh, which, by the way, if you have a business and you want to. To have ads, we'll read them. We'll read them as Brooke and Robin. We'll read them as the slammed up guys. Just let us know. We I can't deal with whatever that was anymore. We do a lot of amazing impressions, so get um, in. That. Also, it's time for a new pod within a pod, Sean. <sighs> Finally, um, for those of you who've been watching the NBA playoffs on TNT, you've possibly seen, uh ads for the show Animal Kingdom. Well, Sean and I have never watched the show Animal Kingdom, but I have seen, I'm going to say, up to 35 minutes of promos for this upcoming season just in this playoffs alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's our, it's, our, <laughs> it's, it's our Animal Kingdom recap pod, pod, pod mm-hmm. within a pod. It's time for talking barking. Everything I do, I do for this family. It's time for talking, barking. What the hell have you given me? Keep me in the loop. Promos are confusing for robots. This show seems unpleasant. Take it away, you animal kings. I'm going to take it all. Hey, guys. Welcome to Talkin' Barkin', the Animal Kingdom commercial recap podcast. I'm here with my friend, Sean Keen. Sean, how are you? How are you doing? Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, so let's get straight to it. Let's talk some bark. Um, oh, yeah. First off, I got to say, I love in the new promo that uh, these steroid monsters and their really unpleasant mom live in a po- post-apocalyptic world where the ocean is on fire. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's why sometimes you have to just drive your truck into an abandoned jewelry store 
uh-huh. uh, because the survivors uh-huh. have vacated it. And, uh, you know, humans. I mean, OK, as we all know, the premise of the show is in this post-apocalyptic world where the ocean uh, is on fire, the ocean's on fire all the time. And you have to you have to surf through the flaming ocean looking for fuel. Women uh, do not have clothing in this future. They, no, they only they have, have the, bathing suits. Only bathing suits. Your only water source is a bathing suit. But um, the reason the title is like that is that humans are living like animals, and animals are the new people. The <laughs> yeah, animal- that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, like um, San Luis Obispo. Where do you think they are? They're in like Long Beach. They're probably in Long Beach, right? Yeah, although there doesn't seem like there's a lot of shipping. Yeah, it's so maybe like, it's like uh, Hermosa like a, or something. Hermosa? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Hermosa. That's what I'm going to say. Uh, yeah, uh, Hermosa Beach. That's like the zoo, and they're the animals. They're the animals. And that's you know the... who the top animal is? Ellen Barkin, who yeah. appears to be having the giving the most unpleasant performance an actor has ever given in anything. <laughs> Yet she's yelling, but uh, it's not quite yelling. Yelping. It's like snarling. At one point in one of the trailers, uh, she walks up to a man who looks like he's just made of steroids, uh-huh. who is hitting a bat against a like boxing bag. Like a heavy bag? Yeah, yeah. And it is very threatening. <laughs> I believe he's the oldest brother. How and... how have you figured that out? From these ads? <laughs> well, okay. How are so, any of these people related? So I was preparing for Talkin' Barkin', the Animal Kingdom recap show by two people that have only seen the promos. Uh-huh. I reviewed the season three. Tri- Did you know this, this is a fourth? Season I didn't of know Animal this was Kingdom? the fourth season of Animal I Kingdom. I guess I knew that, but I was still, I'm still amazed every time I think about it. I mean, last season the palm trees were on fire, and mm-hmm. this season the the fire has spread to the actual ocean itself. Yeah, global because... warming. It's you know what? It's a commentary on global warming. Animal yes. Kingdom, I believe. Well, and. And Dennis Leary was in season three. I don't three. think he's on it anymore. Yeah. They must I have th- murdered him. Ellen Barkin th- probably murdered him, right? Probably. <laughs> I think he's maybe the dad. Hmm. Okay. Um, but I think because the ocean's on fire and Dennis Leary is in it, I'm going to believe that Animal Kingdom is in the Rescue Me <laughs> television universe. I believe it. Um, along with the job. <laughs> uh. So, Sean, I question. I think Colin Quinn is also in uh, the Rescue Me verse. Which part do you like more? Uh, when they're like, which promo do you like more? When they're on dirt bikes or when they're on regular motorcycles? Um, I think I like the regular motorcycles. See, I like the dirt bikes. Yeah, I just I feel like they've had the dirt bikes are newer. They've had motorcycles in previous seasons promos before Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i do like that their commitment that every year part of the trailer is somebody using a blowtorch Mm -hmm. and that's that's important to me that they have the continuity like that that they keep the same imagery together i like the the animal kingdom aesthetic the other thing i think that's interesting about this season of animal kingdom promos is clearly 
um, there's a group of there's a rival group of uh, Charlie Chaplins on the uh-huh. like on the scene, like stealing stuff. Um, I've never seen that on a show before. Multiple Charlie Chaplins, you know? Yeah, that's criminal Charlie Chaplins. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like like Point Break, but. With more of a nod towards uh, classic cinema. I that, think they might the be robots, though. You saw their faces. It's like it's those are Charlie Chaplin robots, right? That are robbing that bank. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and I think they, I think the main plan they usually have when they rob people is they just drive a car through the wall. It does seem like they drive cars through walls a lot in this universe. Um, but who can blame Which, them? The ocean is on fire. Right. I mean, <laughs> a lot of the the regular law enforcement people that would be keeping the peace are probably out on skiffs, mm-hmm. you know, just like tr- just emptying a fire extinguisher into the waves. All right, Sean, what is your favorite Ellen Barkin line from this year's trailer? Uh, I have to say my favorite one is keep me in the loop. That is also my favorite when she goes, keep me in the loop. Yeah. Um, great show. Love it. Keep the keep the promos coming. I love anytime you can get a commercial break that has a commercial for the same thing. Every break, only it's every slightly break. changed. <laughs> Well, what Someone I like cut is... so many promos for Animal Kingdom because they're the same, but they're different literally every 10 minutes. It is wild what's going it's, on over there at TNT. It's it's crazy because they, the, no matter how much you might like an Animal Kingdom preview, mm-hmm. we're, we're three weeks into the playoffs now. We're about to hit our, we just finished our third mm-hmm. weekend of the playoffs. Um, say you just you're so charmed by Animal Kingdom, you still just have to wait another month. Yeah, it's not out it's until May twenty eighth. <laughs> so there's there's no new episodes to run promos for. All right, we're counting down till May twenty eighth for the Animal Kingdom pro- promo. I'm so excited! That's our episode of Talking Barking. Back to you, Sean and Joey. Keep me in the loop. All right, I think that's our show, Sean. Yeah, that was actually. I might have to check out Animal Kingdom. When's it on, Joey? Uh, it's on May twenty eighth. Oh well, that's. <laughs> long I guess way I'll away, dude. watch it in a month <laughs> if I remember. Uh, Sean, is there anything you'd like to plug? Um, I have a guide to the second round of the playoffs on Yard Barker. Oh, you can also. I think you can. Check this out on iTunes. I recorded some episodes of a music podcast uh, with my friend Richie Molino. Uh, it is called Heroin, Butt Sex, or Lord of the Rings, which is uh, the idea is that every song ever written can be categorized as one of those three things. We have some great guests on and debate those things. So uh, it's probably going to be a soft launch this week. Mm-hmm. Um, as for me... You can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where one time on 10-14-14, I tweeted, I've probably flown on 3,500 flights, but just experienced a first. Barfed my guts out. I don't think it was the last, Joey. Mm.
Uh, Sean, did you write a Luca Doncic song? I did. I did. Um, this time I made a Luca song because I I know that you know we have a lot of we have a lot of kids that listen to the podcast on Spotify, uh, trade it with their friends at the playground. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, a lot of child rappers are our friends. I believe that uh, Melatonin is a listener. Oh, Melatonin! Shout out to, Leno, to Melatonin from the Bill Simmons uh, podcast. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. he's really good. Uh, so what I, about Tic Tac, who's also on that song? Tic Tac is very good. I believe that Tic Tac is a producer. Is that right? Okay, I I don't know honestly. No. But uh, so this is this is a song for the kids. I called it my friend Rafi. Mm-hmm. And uh, the song is called uh, Baby Beluga. Oh, I think uh, you'll enjoy it. Jesus Christ. All right, that's playing under us right now. Uh, trust the process. Trust the process. And uh, shut it down. Let's all audit our own referees. It's lit, fam. <laughs> Baby Beluga playing in Big D. Play the point and you hit the three. Playoffs above, lottery below. You're just a little white boy on the go. Baby Beluga, oh baby Beluga. Do you miss Dirk? Are you bored with Trey Burke? He's so crappy. Way down yonder where the rockets play Where they dive and flop all day Daryl Morey's reports come out See the whistle coming out on hardened shot Baby Beluga Oh baby Beluga Sing your little song Dunk it on LeBron We like to see you Hey kids, thanks for listening to this Luka Doncic song, just for kids, with a Z. Now, when your parents aren't around, this is the time to log on to their computers or phones and rate and review this on iTunes. Or if you have access to a major credit card, visit patreon.com slash roundrockpod. We're not saying you should subscribe at the $20 level, but you will get fun buttons. Gotta go, kids! When it's dark and you're home in Dallas Drinking Shirley Temple's out of the chalice NBA 2K on Xbox Live Little Luca, you're staying up all night Baby Beluca, oh baby Beluca Rookie of the year, fast break engineer You'll soon be cooking Baby Beluka tearing up the league Already better than Jeff Teague Handle the ball, space the floor You're just a big white guard playing the four You're just a big white guard playing the four Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.